0: what's happening everyone let's see here try to get the instagram turned on here whoops all right Still learning how to still learning how to be a techie myself. So hope everyone's had a good week, um, enjoying the rains and the refreshing. Um, <clears throat> tonight, I just wanted to share something with you guys that uh, has actually uh, really, I guess, rung a bell with me, um, and I wanted to share it with you guys. And uh, Alan, what's happening, man? Good to see you, brother. Thank you for anyone and everyone that's coming on to watch. I really do appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> so, for those of you who, who do know and been following along with us as a family, um, you know, definitely uh, our son is, is doing better um, slowly but surely. He's making progress. And we want to, you know, I want to publicly thank the Lord. And I want to publicly thank everyone out there who's been uh, praying along with us, lifting our family. Bringing by meals and, and other things. It's just, it's it's been really, uh, you know, really just heartwarming to see the church be the church, you know. Um, <clears throat> Monica, thank you very much. Uh, tell Fernando I said hi. And, uh, you know, uh, I wanted to share something with you guys that really struck me as I was reading scripture and um <clears throat> kind of. D- having some, uh, doing some things and talking to my son. And at the time, you know, he's, he's been in a, uh, in a facility for a little while now and, uh, they're just helping him out. He's getting, you know, the medication and the rest and the food and everything that he needs. But for a little bit, it kind of took a dip and wasn't doing too, too good. And it was really, it was hard to, to watch my wife and my daughter and everybody really, uh, try to absorb the impact of what was happening. And as I began really thinking about, man, sometimes, you know, it, it really, it really moves my heart to think about people who are, you know, who are suffering with mental illness or people whose children have kind of just, you know, fallen over an edge, whether it be drugs, it's emotional, psychological, you know. Hey, Lynn, tell John said hi. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Um, and tell Christopher said hi, too, as a matter of fact. But I want to read something to you guys. And then uh, I'll, I'll go go to scripture uh, in the the heading for the video. Um, it's in Acts chapter two that I'll be just uh, sharing some thoughts with, or just relating something to you guys. And hopefully, it makes sense and is encouraging uh, to you guys out there. So, um, <clears throat> as I said before, I'm not a preacher. I'm not trying to preach. Um, I, I just really want to share you know, share my walk with you guys, and and, and vice versa, sh- you know, you share your walk with us. So for those who put out prayer requests, for those who've reached out um, through Instagram, Facebook, and other means, just wanna say thank you so very much. Greg, what's happening, man? Good to see you on here. So <clears throat> uh, I just wanna share something out of my journal uh, from uh, a year ago. So on January 12th of 2020, um, I had this actually, uh, this dream and I want to share it with you guys. And then I, and then I'll go to scripture. So, um, it just, uh, starts off being honest. I had a dream. Once again, this is almost shocking to me. I seldom dream, but to have two back to back is almost unbelievable in the dream. I only recall a couple of things. I saw a, fa- a family member, uh, that I have, and, and they were greatly distressed. Um, and, and I could tell this only because of the look on their face. Second, the situation or the environment of my dreams seemed to be uh, like raptured in chaos or tumult. Despite the unrest in the peoples and the environment, I myself was not shaken. Directly to my right in an arm's distance in front of me was the Lord. He was wearing an all white, brilliant white with semi blue hue robe that reached near his ankles. I did not see his face as he was faced forward away from me as if uh, he was watching what was going on. It felt that because of him and his near presence was the reason I felt no fear or effect from the upheaval that gripped my family member and all the people uh, that were there in this dream, which were tons of people. It was, it'd be like watching uh, a whole city in chaos, right? Just lots of people and lots of chaos. Um, and <clears throat> none of these people stood out uh, that were present in the dream. But when I woke up, I knew, felt and remembered clearly that my Lord was present in my dream. And and I'm not reading this to be like, oh, Aaron has dreams of Jesus and stuff. That's not that's not what I'm, what, what I'm getting at. But what I just explained to you about seeing this environment, and it, it, it I can only describe it as complete and total chaos, like a city melting down and everybody's just everywhere. And and it was really kind of crazy at first, but to see the Lord there um really you know, uh, as I said, the words that I was not shaken by the, by what was going on. And this was January 12th of 2020, almost one year to the date. um, So it would have been January 11th of this year um, is when my son actually kind of took a dive and and wasn't doing too good, uh, you know, on the phone and stuff like that, talking to him, things just seemed like they were getting worse. And right before I called him and talked to him, I was reading in chapter uh, two of Acts with my wife. We were driving home, making sure I do my readings. And I came across something that was just like, I blew my mind. So in Acts chapter two, verse 25 through 28, it says, For David says concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore, my heart rejoiced and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh also will rest in hope, for you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. And again, I'm sharing this because, you know, for anyone who's who's out there, who's going through struggles or maybe facing tough times, scripture is so important and pivotal and, and really anchoring us. Uh, and and not getting, you know, blown away by the things that are happening, you know. Uh, And just in my dream, you know, the the exact position before my face, he's at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. One year, almost to the day before it happened, that my son, um, you know, just, he's kind of had just... Uh, Something I I don't know if any of you are aware of this, but please do research and be very aware that actually there is a ton of young people, uh, mid twenties down that are actually having psychological breaks, emotional breakdowns, um, psychosis and other things. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I'm just uh, kind of reverberating the things that we've learned, things that other doctors have said to us as we've called around looking for information to try to, you know, how to help our son. And, you know, We prayed for other people, and it's kind of interesting that uh, there was a a family who put up a a prayer request that's uh, close to my wife, and uh, the husband was actually put into the hospital because of COVID and was dying, had kidney shutting down, just the the doctors basically expected him to die. And a prayer request was put up, and, and everybody started praying, and actually within just a couple of days, right? just a couple of days, this guy was actually sitting up completely recovered. Doctors are like baffled. How did this happen? Like we full on expected this individual to die. And it was really refreshing as a, as a prayer victory. Right. But the thing is, is also I kind of came back to our own situation and thought, man, this is so strange Lord, because you know, one person we can pray for them who's expected to die and boom, within a matter of just a couple of They bounce back, and and the prayers are heard. But in other situations, as we continue to pour out our hearts, and many people have been pouring out their hearts in behalf of uh, our son, um, you know, it's been a very slow, gradual process in recovering. And you know, it, it may be easy sometimes to get shaken when we we really pour ourselves out before the Lord, or we're doing everything we can, and we don't see the effect or the response that we're hoping to get. You know, and other times, just boom, there it is. This this healing comes along. But the Lord is always on our boat. And this is something that I've said uh, in the past videos and, and continue to repeat. And that is, let is, don't forget that the Lord is on your boat. And at this time, on January 11th, when my son really, he, he kind of nosedived for a little bit and things got worse before they started to kind of come up a little bit and he got better. But reading these scriptures blew me away because one year almost to the day before these things happened, I had this dream that I just shared with you guys in my journal, which brings me to a point that I really do hope that people take journaling serious, that we write down the and record the things that God does, the things that happen, because we can look back at those things and and be refreshed and like, oh, my gosh, like, Lord, a year ago, almost to the day, you were reminding me or showing me, hey, I'm on your boat. And as, as uh, the time went on, and a year later, I'm kind of like one of the apostles. They're like, hey, man, don't you care that we're perishing? Like, oh, my gosh. Right? But then I read this, and it, it really just blew me away. Because for anyone out there, please understand that when David said he foresaw the Lord always before his face, for he is at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. Not so, you know, in hopes that I wouldn't be shaken, like to try to help me not be too shaken. No, the Lord is there. And sometimes, you know, hes you're going to struggle. Sometimes he's not going to answer the prayer right away, and that's okay. This is this is the learning of endurance, the, the process of working out patience and endurance in us. So that way we can get past asking why. Why is this happening to me, God? Why are you doing this? Why is this this, you know, not being solved or whatever it may be? But we can move on to another point of one of the iron triangles that I've spoken about before, and that's the why, what, how, right? When we spend time asking why, we just put ourselves in a crazy circle. Why is this happening? Why is this? Why, 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 why me? Why God? Whatever it may be. But when we can move beyond that, when we can find the strength to realize the Lord is always before my face and he is standing at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. Then we have the choice, much like David. Therefore, my heart rejoiced and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh also will rest in hope. You know, hope is the number one thing that right now in in the world seems to be uh being siphoned out of a lot of people and and they're losing hope you know the the corona thing uh you know my wife and i have had a chance to really discuss and talk as she's um, been cleaning out my son's room to bring him home she's had an opportunity to talk to a lot of the younger uh you know roommates that that were there and and oddly enough what we're finding out is that there's there's many of them who have won you know, been institutionalized for a while or had a breakdown or felt the real pressure and the weight of this the COVID, you know, lockdowns and other things. And I, I can't really be with the people or I can't move around the way I was. And and they really had to to kind of come face to face with the struggle of like, man, I feel like I'm almost losing my mind. And scripture becomes so important to not just read it, to not just love it and and and, and rehearse it, but to actually really, truly come into concert with scripture and see that scripture is alive. It is true. And it is anchoring to our souls and our minds at times when, just like I was saying, everything went kind of nosedive with our son for a little bit. And, And right before then, almost a year to the day, I'm reading the book of Acts. And my wife and others who know me will tell you that, you know, I like to, to, To really find a book or feel like, hey, you know, Lord, what book should I be reading? I don't want to just go into scripture and be like, oh, I'm going to read, you know, the book of Luke or the book of John again. I'm going to read the whole Bible front to back. I really like to go in with intention and purpose. Know my why. Why am I reading this? You know, what am I trying to get out of this or what am I learning? How is this adapting or my life, you know, uh, really coming into concert with scripture and I thought it was was very impressive and really blew me away that, again, I, I keep harping the point, but it was almost a year literally to the day that I had this dream that I read to you out of my journal, and then I was reading the book of Acts, and I came across these scripture verses right here. And I'm saying these things because I want to encourage anyone out there who may be enduring uh, uh, elongated suffering or afflictions in their lives. You know, God is not against you. And, and uh, many people, a lot of times we like to blame the devil. It's the devil doing it to me. But remember that God gave the devil working parameters in the book of Job. He was allowed to do certain things, but you will not touch him. Okay, now you can actually afflict him. Like God gave him the working parameters that he had. So anything that's happening to you, I, I pray that we look at things in a, in a mindset with the mentality of like, you know what? There's nothing that's going to happen to me that God is not aware of or or allowing and i may have opened up the door to whatever my problems and sufferings are but at the same time god is the one who's allowing me to suffer these things so that i can learn i can grow All right? and <clears throat> having some discussions with people about mental illness and, stu- and and studying mental illness right now it's really moved my heart to understand and see that you know a lot of people in what we would consider mentally ill were prophets in the scriptures they did some really weird things and nowadays, if they were alive, I'm betting most people would call them mentally ill. And and I'm not trying to um, downplay, upplay, or sell any any point specifically, other than the fact that hopefully we can patiently, with open hearts and minds, really lift and understand uh, as much as possible those who are going through tough times in families, personally, and now is a time to be steeped in scripture. And, and like I said, I pray and hope that those of you out there understand what I'm saying here is not to say, oh, Aaron has dreams of Jesus. No, that's not it. But the Lord made sure that I, I knew a year before we started to experience these things and, and our poor son had this this break. <laughs> the Lord was already telling me. I'm on your boat. And, and please don't uh, mistake me. I don't have dreams all the time about the Lord and stuff. That's not that's not how I work. But, you know, it just it really moved me to understand and know that the Lord was was validating. Hey, I'm on your boat because there's going to be some weather that's going to come up and I don't want you to be shaken. I don't want you to lose hope. And so he is before you and he is at your right hand. It's not just angels and, and Holy Spirit's if, if, we talk, if we're talk, we talking about a God who lives outside of time, that means he can walk my entire life with me and then do the same thing for an 80-year-old person, then do the same thing for a 5-year-old, 10-year-old, whatever it may be. He lives outside of time. So it's up to us to read scripture, to keep journals, to pay attention to the things that he's giving us so that we can continue to praise And declare his sovereignty over every hour of our life, because we're the ones who are living inside of time right now. We're the ones living in the situations and it's up to us to pay attention and be aware and declare his sovereignty and praise him for that sovereignty. Before I read this, I I was I have to say we were kind of watching our son go downhill as as this this mental uh, battle is kind of set in on him. But. Once I read this, it was so reassuring to me that I truly felt like, you know what? I'm not going to be shaken. You know what, Lord? I will praise you, rejoice and rest in hope because I know that you're not going to let your Holy One or you're not going to let my son see corruption. He will not be this way forever. And he, he makes known the ways of life through scripture and then bringing it to life. And He waits to give us fullness of joy, and His presence is with us. And I and I I'm speaking to anyone who actually, like I said, may be enduring you know family issues, marital problems, something that's that just it seems like it keeps going, or you just feel like this is never going to end, or maybe God doesn't hear my prayers. He hears those people's prayers, but but not mine. Don't don't allow the devil to to sift you out and and steal your hope. I, I like to say to people, hope is our greatest rebellion as Christians. It is, it is uh, the word. Sometimes, although an idiom, it's violently benign, <laughs> right? Is hope? It's what gets people through Holocaust camps, right? It's what saves marriages. It's what brings brings people, you know, who were toe to toe instead shoulder to shoulder because you know you hope that things can get better, and and that hope is what I I'm hoping to purvey. As, as I share this tonight, because it really stood out to me. And, and I, I wanted to make a point of expressing and sharing with you guys how it is I'm 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 saying the things that I'm saying, why it is I'm holding on and, and holding out, and how it is that, you know, I can't say that, oh, I'm strong. Like, that I, that's not the truth of it. But I do find strength in scripture. I find strength in reviewing my, my journal and paying attention to things and really cataloging what God does. And and I pray that many more, if you're not keeping a journal, begin keeping a journal and, and begin honoring and revering and remembering what God is doing in your life. Because I know right now, someday I'm going to look back on this journal with the entries I've made about from, you know, January uh, of 2020 to January of 2021. And my God, you were amazing. And as I see our son going through these things, and I look, I'll i look back someday on this journal, and I'll remember, man, holy cow, God, you have brought us so far. You have brought this person, this man, my son, you have rebirthed him. And yeah, it was a painful process to watch, and I'm sure it's even more painful for him to go through it, but ultimately, he will be reborn as an individual. So for those of you who are suffering, see your suffering as a birthing process, I'm sure many times we read scriptures and we hear about Nicodemus saying, you know, like Nicodemus, like, well, is it possible for a man to enter the womb the second time? And and Jesus had to explain it to him, but that rebirthing process to be born of flesh and be born of spirit. And, And many times it gets easy to say, Oh, I believe, or, Oh yeah, praise God or whatever it may be. But in truth, being reborn and having a relationship with god is is vitally important and if you're suffering you're enduring you're you're feeling depressed you're feeling lonely reach out and contact somebody be honest about what you're feeling and what you're going through it's actually allowed my wife and i to draw closer to each other uh, my 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 childhood friend I, he's a ro- call call him my road dog but he's 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 like a brother to me we've grown up since we were 10 11 years old And being honest with him, you know, it's it's it was so moving to see a a dude who's like twice my size, burly, buff and tough. And he's been through a lot in life just shedding tears because he he was feeling my pain and and he loves our son. And it was gratifying to me to see not somebody crying, but somebody pouring out tears is like, this isn't just your son. This is our son. He's a kingdom son. He's the future generation. So don't suffer it alone. Be honest. Be vulnerable. Be real about what you're going through. And, and, you know, we at 120, we're not counselors. I'm not a counselor. But you know what? We can reason together. As scripture says, come, let us reason together. No one needs to tell you what to do. And, oh, I understand. It's like, oh, really? You had a monkey who died too? Like, no, I've never even had a pet. And Like, what the heck are you talking about? You understand, right? But if you're someone who's been suffering any kind of mental, physical, you know, relational, of financial affliction of any kind, those things are actually bricks of gold, not just suffering or baggage in your life. When we use them to encourage others, when we testify about what we're going through, but how it is that we're continuing to find faith and hope in scripture, in a journal. In, in companionship or, or a conversation with others, these are the things that will actually pave streets for others and makes all your suffering, even your faults or sins, it makes them worth their weight in gold. They're not just baggage, but only are they worth their weight in gold when we actually step forward and we begin to share them and speak openly and testify. And that's what will, will actually truly wins people over because they realize you're not just a full of crap Christian. You're someone who truly does connect. You're someone who is like them. Hey, we all suffer. But the, the difference is, is my suffering has become profitable to me. My baggage and my mistakes and my sins in my life aren't things that I sit around talking about because I don't want to glorify them. But in the right moment with the right person, I'll share those things. And boom, it's like putting down bricks of gold. Those things are worth their weight. Now the suffering we went through, the mistake, whatever it was, it's now, it's now something valuable in your life not to be doted on, but not to to be regretted and and fretted over. So I just want to encourage everyone out there to, one, please read your scriptures. If you're someone who who just reads straight through, stop and chew on a section for like a week, one chapter. If you're not reading anything specifically, please consider reading the book of Acts. It is the book for now, I'm telling you. (laughs) And I do believe that a vital church is growing. And I'm seeing that through the people who are reaching out to our family, who are bringing over dinners, who are uh, messaging us, you know, uh, a fellow Instagrammer one, uh, that's following us. You know, he reached out and he actually personally texted me. He gave me his phone number. I gave him my phone number and he texted me and asked me, how is your son? So I called him and we had a, we had a conversation. It wasn't that long, but you know what? It was really a blessing, a real blessing. To, to see the underground church. There's no denomination. There's no theology. There's no doctrine that separates the underground church, the true church as, as it's functioning. People reaching out, crossing denominational boundaries or barriers to say, hey, you know what? We heard that you guys needed help or we heard that you, this was happening. So we wanted to bless you guys with a dinner or do this or do that. It's been a really, really neat thing. And it would not be happening unless in truth, not not for me, but in truth, if we did not actually if we did not actually reach out and speak out to the to the community at large, to the church that you guys are. Then we would not have been receiving the, the blessings that we are receiving, and I would not have gotten an answer to my prayer that was months ago. And that's in my journal, my prayer journal, too, and the fact that, hey, Lord, where's the underground church? China has the underground church other places Africa and in, in you know Muslim countries there's a church that's functioning underground in the shadows that nobody really sees and they have to but for us here in America where's our underground church where's the real like the lifeblood of the church and what i've realized is that they're coming from different denominations we've had you know what i mean from non believers to believers to to LDS people, to yeah, I mean, take your pick, non-denominationals, Baptists, they, there's no difference. There's no boundary or denomination. And that's what 120 Army is about, reclaiming the good name of our God without walls or denominations. And if you if you visit our website or you see anything um, on our Facebook, sometimes we'll have those things there that we are actually seeking to be the true church to call out and invigorate and encourage all of you out there watching right now as the real church, not where you go, not what building you sit in, not what denomination group, color, creed, whatever it is. It's the true church. And I have seen the true underground church working and it is an amazing thing because God's people, to be honest with you, they come from all different places and it's, it's surprising sometimes. Yeah. I mean, people who would judge Mormons for being Mormons, but yet there's people who don't even know us. We don't go to church with them or nothing, but they're bringing us food. And here we, I just, we saw this or, Hey, we saw this video, this, whatever. And they're, they're, they're bringing homemade meals, not just store-bought stuff and no dock on anybody. People are doing you know what they can and we appreciate it, but it's been touching to my heart to see the true church coming alive. So if you really want to experience the true church yourself, the best thing you can do is don't lie. Speak up. Be real. Don't dote on your past. You're, oh, I used to sell drugs and I did all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. People like these crappy A stories sometimes where it's like, that's not a testimony. That's a rehearsing of all the stupid stuff you did in your life. And then these kids or other people who are young and, and influenceable, they think they have to have some dumb A story to actually have a story. Like, oh, yeah, I got to go do all this drugs and do, get in all this trouble, and then I'm going to have a story to tell people. Like, God did this for me. You know what? Like I've told my son for many years, Pretty soon, the freak story is going to be the person who did not do any drugs. They are not tattooed up. They did not get beaten. They did not have you know, cheating and divorce and all these other things in their family. That's going to be the freak story because so many people are, are used to hearing the, the big bad story. But people need to hear your story sometimes and not so much just how you did a bunch of stupid things in your past, but how you actually took those things and used them to pave pathways forward for other people. And that's the true bearing of testimony, not what you did in your life, but what God's doing right now with your life. Be in spite of those things. Those are the things that people need to hear. And that's what will convert people to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, not a denomination like, oh, you got to come to our church. We got a great pastor. He's edgier. We got a great big building with a coffee shop and who gives a crap. But the story about the person who's like, you know what? <laughs> Most of the time, I don't feel like I belong in a church. Not because I don't like people. It's just, I just, it doesn't feel right. I don't feel right in a building. I don't feel right all dressed up. Like I am who I am. I'm not going to pretend, but I want to be out on the streets talking to people. I want to be having real conversations and bearing real testimony and hearing real stories about recovery. And just like our son, and I believe that the Lord will not allow him to see corruption because he is one of his loved ones. And one day that kid's going to bear testimony and witness to a generation of kids who are having mental breakdowns like no tomorrow right now. Please do your research, become aware, and please lift these things up in prayer because a lot of young people right now are having mental breakdowns. Just as a point, not to prove myself, but as a point, we called the rehabilitation program. And my wife was speaking to them and they were talking about, you know, mental illness and and drug addiction and and what kind of group that they serve and see in this rehabilitation program. And a lady said, you know. Maybe five to 10 years ago, 80% of the people who showed up here had drug addiction problems and 20% were here because of mental illness. Now, within the last two years or so, 80% of the people who show up here have mental illness and mental problems and 20% are actually dealing with drug addiction. That should actually like, whoa, what's going on here? There is a full on spiritual, psychological, emotional attack on, on the, the people of the world, but especially on the youth and we as people as men and i hope there's some out there who are listening need to challenge ourselves on what is real strength what does it really mean to be strong because there's a very convoluted distorted idea in the world of what is strength and most people think that it exists outside of them i got to have a car i got to have a phd i got to have this and i got to do that and those are the things that are going to prove i'm strong or i can do it rather than you know sometimes the, to be honest with you some of the strongest people i've seen and 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 admire like my friend, are big, burly guys who can just shed tears with you. And it, it, it moves me. And that's what our children need. That's what our homes need. That's what our wives need. That's what our communities need. Our men who are willing to, to not be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tough it out, you know, type thing. But hey, you know what? I'm going to sit here and I'm going to shed tears with you. I'm going to let my heart be open and affected by what's going on with you because I love you. And like I said, this guy, he's my brother. He's my road dog. We grew up together. He's like family, but we're not blood. Yet we are, we are as close and thick as blood. <clears throat> and that moment with him, this moment in scripture, this, this dream that I had, these are all things that God is using to speak because I'm paying attention. And I urge people to pay attention by keeping a journal and revering what the Lord has done. Speak up and praise him. Testify to people. Use those stories and those mistakes in your life as as pavers of gold for someone else to step on, and then they are worth their weight. It's worth having gone through it. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of baggage. Read your scriptures and don't just read it. Devour them. Chew on them like a cow with its cut. I'll be back in a couple hours to, to chew on that again, Lord. Or tomorrow morning, I'll be back, and I'll be reading that same chapter again. So I just wanted to encourage someone, anyone, and and I wanted to share that with you guys because I'm not here pretending to have a faith that I don't have. 120 is not about that. We are truly about reclaiming the name, the good name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, without walls or denominations. And when I say walls, that's not just buildings, church building walls. That's without walls here and being honest. And, and I want to thank all of those of you again who have taken the time to watch this, to bear with me sometimes ranting and doing whatever. There's no preparation for any of these things other than just living my life, doing these things and trying to share and encourage others because I feel it in my heart. I've been so encouraged by scripture. I've been so encouraged by by fellow believers from all walks of life, denominations and theologies that I want to I, I just I have a drive to do that same thing back. And I want to encourage you guys out there to do the same thing. If making videos isn't your thing, hey, no problem. But be be real. Don't lie. Live the truth as a Christian. And hey, you know what? Sometimes crap sucks, even if you're a believer. But that doesn't mean you have to give into it. You can embrace the suck as the military says. You can embrace it. And that's when the words of Paul and scripture come alive that we can find joy in our suffering. Why not? Because like, yay, I'm suffering. Let me tell everybody about it. But the fact that, you know what? <laughs> There's there's no why me? Why Lord? Why God? No. The Lord has moved me from that crazy circle that's just why, 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 why? And you go down the hole to you know what, Lord? What? What are we gonna do? What would you like me to do? What can I get out of this? What can I read? What can I what can I do? And then bang. Remember that dream you had in your journal? Oh my gosh. Bang! A scripture verse. Holy cow. I love you guys. I want to say thank you for spending time watching and being here with us. Uh, nothing more precious and important than your time. So, And I've got nothing more halfway smart or facetious to say, so I'm going to stop. Um, but I do know that, uh, hey, Aunt Beth, how you doing? Carrie, what's happening? Tell little no, man, we said what's up. And a cowboy church. Hello, Jody. Good to see you guys on here. Uh, thank you guys so very much for taking the time. I know that Jose, uh, DJ Jose on the back scene, he wanted to say something to share with you guys. <laughs> what? What are you talking about?
1: Hey guys, um, first of all, bro, I love you, man. Thanks. That was awesome. Thank you. Hey, uh, wow. give some love to Aaron, and on your uh, mobile device or on your computer, hit that like button, share it, you know, and uh, hit those hearts. That gets the algorithm going to get more people to start watching. So, um, I, I, uh, I, we, we would appreciate that. You know, if this was very uh, helpful and you got something out of it or, you know, anybody that's going to get something out of it, share it, you know. So um, I wanted to come on here and I told Aaron, I say, man, I got to come on towards the end because I got some some news. I appreciate the hearts. I see them on my phone. I kind of multitask. So I see it. So I I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Um, The 120 Army app is out and live on Apple and Google. Yay. (laughs) And I wanna share something with you. Um, I shared my email and I'm gonna share it right there, boom. And I want you guys to, if you have the app already, you need to um, download the new update. So go to your app store and and download the, the new update. Um, on both platforms, iOS and Google. Um, if you have to um, uh, sign up again, then sign up again. But um, did I go away? Hold on here. Let me see. You got it, Aaron? Are you doing it? Yeah, bad? yeah. Okay. Kerry made a comment for a little note blowing oh, up. Okay, so bad, bad. <laughs> uh, so um, enroll. If you haven't enrolled yet, download it, enroll and check it out. If you have any errors that are coming out or any problems, email me at jose at 120army.com. Um, yes, Carrie, it's on Android and on Apple. So download the new version. Uh, you will have to, um, if you already have an app and already enrolled, you will have to, you know, enroll it. Uh, not enrolled, but sign, sign in again. Uh, but if you haven't downloaded it and enrolled, then you will have to, you know, first name, last name, username, password, and then you're in, um, there's some cool features in there. There's some bugs. I'm not going to lie. There's bugs. And that's why I'm putting my email on there. And I want you guys to share with me so I can share with the app developer. Hey, uh, when I hit the prayer button, it's not working or, Hey, I'm getting this error message or I'm not be able to do this or so on and so forth. So, um, I just wanted to share that with you. There is some badges that you can get. You know, if you start praying with so many people, you'll get like a little uh, a badge, you know, that, hey, now you're a prayer warrior. Um, if you create a group, you can do groups there. Um, I'm hoping that's all working fine. We've been testing a little bit. It's been a little uh, edgy. But that's why we're out here telling you guys. Download it. Play with it. Email me, jose at 120army.com. And so I can share with the developers so we can fine tune it and then we can go on and uh, start sharing it more with people. And so um, I know I'll be getting a bunch of emails from all over the world. (laughs) I know a lot of people kind of trip out that they think that 120 Army is here in California in the Central Valley in the little town of Fresno. But we're worldwide. So I I won't be surprised if I'm getting emails from all over the
0: world. So um,
1: yes, that's it, man.
0: Yeah. And, and hopefully you guys enjoy the, the, the badges and other things like that were actually really created. And our desire was to give people something to encourage them to, to expand their prayer life, not just uh, gamify prayer. What we're really trying to use is, is every means possible to encourage you guys and, and those who are new to prayer, those who are seasoned prayers. Hey, nobody's perfect because we're all still here. <laughs> I mean, it was Moses and others who walked no more on earth, but with God. And, and as long as we're here, there's still room to grow. And so hopefully you guys can see that. Um, but thank you very much, Jose. Yeah, this has been, uh, it's, it's been definitely some uh, rocky waters, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll say, trying to get this going. But we're, we could use your guys' help, uh, like Jose was saying, to just play with it, figure it out, find the bugs. We want to find yeah. them and root them out. Um, So that way we can continue to expand uh, the app and and make it as good as possible for encouraging people to learn the persistence, the dedication, and, you know, the endurance and prayer. So thank you guys very much. And uh, I got nothing else, brother, man. I got nothing else to say, too. So with that being
1: said, um, I'll be looking forward to your guys' emails. You know, and if you guys like something, let us know. You know, email me. So at least I know and I can share with Aaron and everybody else that's working on the app, hey, you know what, they really like this feature. Hey, you know what,
0: they don't like this feature. No, yeah. all the way down to colors and stuff, whatever you yeah. guys, I mean, we really want to hear back from you guys to start yes. finding it. So don't forget to share the stream and uh, we'll see you again. Huh? Right, and thanks Noah for
1: the hearts. Appreciate right it. <laughs> thanks, dude and my right. heart. going thanks man, we'll see you guys later. Bye bye. Stay strong and pray. Huh?